Hi, this is Robert Kuhn. So today we are looking at Theology of the Body, a catechesis on the book of Genesis. So the central points of Genesis. Um, we are made in the image and likeness of God, as we find in Genesis 1, 26 to 27. God created male and female, and the first commandment of God to man is to be fruitful and multiply. So God gives man dominion over the earth in Genesis and God created out of nothing. Uh, on imaging God in the communion of persons. Um, so this is in Theology of the Body. John Paul II says, formed in the image of God, also in so much as they form a true communion of persons, the first man and the first woman must constitute the beginning and the model of that communion for all men and women who in any period are united so intimately to be one flesh. And he also says, man becomes the image of God, not so much in the moment of solitude as in the moment of communion. Right from the beginning, he is not only an image in which is a solitude of a person who rules the world as reflected, but also an essentially an image of an inscrutable divine communion of persons. And that was a reflection on November the 14th, 1979. So some of the essential points of Genesis, God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. Genesis 1, 31, that's in the account of creation. In Genesis 2, we learned that Adam and Eve were naked without shame. And that's described in Theology of the Body as original innocence outside the sphere of knowledge between good and evil. So what does John Paul II say about being naked without shame? According to this passage, the man and the woman saw themselves, as it were, through the mystery of creation. They saw themselves in this way before knowing that they were naked. They see and know each other with all the peace of the interior gaze, which creates precisely the fullness of the intimacy of persons. And that was from November the 14th, 1979. So in the Second Vatican Council, Gaudium Espes, number 24, Man is the only creature on earth that God has wanted for its own sake. Uh, man with intellect and will can form relationship of communion, solidarity, and self-giving. And man can enter relationship of knowledge and love of God because God created the human soul. Um, Catholics can believe um, in different theories of evolution. So the essential points of Genesis, there's two accounts of uh, creation. The first in Genesis chapter one is called the Eloist. And the second account of gen creation is in Genesis two called the Yahwist. Two different accounts of creation. In Genesis 2.18, we read, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So God creates woman. And we hear about the self-consciousness of man. He's aware of himself. And his free will, ability to relate to other people. And creation is a gift to man. Garden of Eden is a gift from God to man, along with the whole of creation and the whole creation story. So, in the mystery of the tree of knowledge in Genesis 2 16 to 17, God says to man, You may freely eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. From the day you eat of it, you shall die. Say so in Genesis 
2, we read bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Genesis 2, 23. Adam rejoices in the discovery of woman. And in Genesis 2, 24, the two become one flesh. Uh, the conjugal act is a powerful bond established by the creator. Uh, the nuptial meaning of the body is, Gaudium says 24, says man can only fully discover his true self only in a sincere giving of himself. And this is also known as disinterested love, giving oneself to either another person, God or another human being. So what the personalistic norm is in theology of the body is the principle that recognizes the only proper and adequate attitude towards a human person is love. The opposite of love is to use someone as a means to an end. So the fool, Eve was tricked into questioning the generosity and motives of God. She thought she was missing out on something. Adam did nothing to defend or protect her. So Satan convinced them if God had his way, they would lead miserable lives. Adam and Eve lacked trust in God. And to what extent do we live out this original lie today? Let's just recap on that. So with the fall, Eve was tricked into questioning the generosity and motives of God. She thought she was missing out on something and Adam did nothing to defend or protect her. And Satan convinced Adam and Eve that if God had his way, they would lead miserable lives. So Adam and Eve lacked trust in God. So to what extent do we live out this original lie today? And on shame, John Paul II said, man is ashamed of his body because of lust. In fact, he's ashamed not so much of his body as precisely of lust. He's ashamed of his body owing to lust. He's ashamed of his body owing to that state of his spirit to which theology and psychology giving, give the same name, desire or lust although with a meaning that's not quite the same. That's from May the 28th, 1990. Shame is absorbed by love, John Paul II said too. Let's read that again. Man is ashamed of his body because of lust. In fact, he's ashamed not so much of his body as precisely of lust. He's ashamed of his body owing to lust. He's ashamed of his body owing to that state of his spirit to which theology and psychology give the same name, desire or lust, although with a meaning that is not quite the same. So do we have to believe that everything in Genesis is literally true? Uh, the answer is no. The answer is negative. November the 7th, 1979, from Theology of the Body. Following the contemporary philosophy of religion and that of language, can be said the language in question is a mythical one. In this case, the term myth does not designate a fabulous content, but merely an archaic way of expressing a deeper content. So there we have um, just a quick reflection on the book of Genesis um, with a few reflections on theology of the body. Thanks so much indeed for listening today.